0: I know weak. you're hungry. I know you're weak. I'm too weak. I know you're growing weary and The need force food. is not strong but with me. Here we go. We got one more here. Barcelona. Barcelona.
1: <whistles>
0: the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode number 267. At over 32 square miles, Barcelona's Parc de Colserola is the world's largest urban park, about 22 times bigger than New York's Central Park. Come on, New York, step up your game. This three and a half week trip that started in Ireland and then moved over to Barcelona was the very first chance that I had to take my Tortuga Outbreaker backpack on an extended International trip, and a lot of the comments that I get are like, "Trav, yeah, it's really easy to pack in a carry-on, or easier to pack in a carry-on if you're going somewhere warm. You throw in some t-shirts, some flip-flops, some shorts, and you're good to go." But on this trip, we were in Ireland in January, and then Barcelona in January as well. So we were dealing with some pretty cold weather. We had all long pants, down jackets, sweaters, everything like that, and yet in these two somewhat different climates between Barcelona and Ireland, and also in the wintertime, I was still able to fit everything that I needed in a carry-on backpack. So it can be done no matter what climate you're going to, you can pack in just a carry-on. And if you're looking for the best travel carry-on size backpack, I highly recommend you check out Tortuga Backpacks Outbreaker Backpack. You can find that by going to tortugabackpacks.com and using the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital L, because that'll get you 10 percent off your entire order One, two three. i'll show you paris in the
1: morning i'll show you
0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who may very soon be running off and leaving me for Paco, the waiter slash chef slash (laughs) manager at a very fantastic restaurant. My wife for now, (laughs) and my constant travel companion for now. Heather.
1: Well, when somebody cooks that well, actually, was he even the cook or just...
0: I don't know, but...
1: He he did make an amazing tomato bread. I did see him making that. Yeah. Mm, Well, we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. And uh, this may be our last podcast together because Paco may be waiting in the wings. Um, (laughs) Today's episode, we will be talking all about Barcelona and if you're unfamiliar with the podcast or you're new or you haven't heard a Destination Diary episode, what we do in our Destination Diary episodes is we give you an on-the-ground account. So we visited this place. We're going to tell you all our favorite places to eat, our favorite places to drink, of which are a lot, our favorite activities. We're going to give you some logistical things, how to get in, stuff like that. But it's basically like a podcast travel guide to this area. But we don't really pull punches, right? Hath? we tell you? Like if we if we like something, you're, we're gonna be singing its praises. If we didn't, we're gonna tell you, and we're gonna give you some real like insider info on a place.
1: Yeah, or at least our opinion. Exactly. Of that place. Yeah, we
0: don't... The, the cool thing is, is we don't ever claim to be experts. So there, Of course, there's people who have lived in Barcelona who's going to know a lot more about Barcelona than we do. Uh, we were there for nine days. We try to do, in the name of research, as much as possible. Um, so we're going to we give you... We ate and drank yeah, we, a lot. In nine days, we did about as much <laughs> eating and drinking as possible. And then at the end of the show, we're going to give you each of our can't miss, the thing you definitely can't miss in Barcelona the thing that maybe you could skip, and then the thing that we wish we had done that we didn't get a chance to do. We do not discuss this beforehand, so it's always a surprise what Heather has to say and what I have to say. Um, so we're going to give you that at the end, so you got to stick around to make sure you get those. But, and and here we go. We're gonna get into Barcelona, but if you like this type of thing and you're thinking, "All right, these destination diaries are cool," just so you have a heads up on other destination diaries we've done, we have done 18 different ones. I'm gonna rattle them off really, really quick. Kath, you all right with that? Go for
1: it. Here yeah, here we go. Yeah, we've done destination
0: him. diary episodes on Ireland, Santorini, the island of Paros in Greece, Georgia, the country, Chicago, a two-parter, New Orleans, Nashville, Japan, Cape Town, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Guatemala, Philly. Portugal, Santiago de Compostela in Spain, Portland, Colorado, Croatia, and India. So if you're heading to any of those places, check it out. This will be a great resource. If you've been to any of those places, check it out. Let us know what we missed. And if you just want to have some, you're sitting in your office or at the gym or in your car, and you want to have a little bit of wanderlust and dream about a place, check them out. We got 18 of them now.
1: Yeah. And they're very informative. After
0: this, we got 19. (laughs) So here we go. It's starting on Barcelona and starting with how to get there and just a little bit of logistical stuff of getting there and getting around.
1: So we went to Barcelona by plane. We flew there. We were coming from Ireland. So I wouldn't recommend, you know, doing anything other than flying. But if you're in other parts of Europe, you could easily take the train.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a huge hub, so easy to train there. Um, you could fly into Madrid, spend some time in Madrid, train over. That's a pretty easy train ride. Um, you know, there's one airport in Barcelona, um, uh, Prat Airport El Prat. Apologies in advance because we're gonna like destroy some of these words, <laughs> all right, and mispronounce a lot of these words. Neither of our Spanish is very good at all. Um, but. Pratt Airport is the, the only one in Barcelona. Um, I do know for a fact, though, I, that Ryanair flies into Barcelona, but they fly into uh, Girona Airport, which is about 100 miles or 100 kilometers away. So just be careful of that. But almost every other airline yeah, will fly that into is, that's El that's Yeah, that's good, good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. Um, getting from the airport... And getting around because that's always a you know a thing that I Google before we get there. How can we get from the airport? We took a taxi when we first got there.
1: Tra- it was an unbelievable surprise. And in fact, you can take a bus. It's very easy to take the bus. We walked out of the airport and there was the bus pulling up, ready and waiting for us. The exact one that we needed, which would have cost I don't know what it was four five euros a person. Five euros a person. And Trav's like eh. Screw it, let's take a taxi. And I was like, hello, yes, please. Because while the bus is much cheaper, it does take a bit longer. It would have taken us a little over an hour, I think. Because
0: it it takes you into uh, Catalonia, I think, Catalonia, the square there. And then yeah, we'd have to take the metro from there. So, um, yeah, uh, we treated... Ourselves for once, right? <laughs> um, when it comes to that kind of thing, we took a taxi. It's about thirty thirty euros to downtown. Um, there is a speaking about getting around. Um, there is a little trick though. What you could do. So the metro is usually, I think, two two euro twenty five. Um, but you can get a T10 card, and what a T10 card is, it's ten trips on the metro or the bus, um, and it's it's basically ten euros. So it's comes out to a euro ride, which is great because you can use it for multiple people. So like I could put it in. And, and go through and then hand it to Heather and she could put it in so it would count as two rides but it's not like each of us had to have our own car which is good because 10 rides might be a lot if you're only there for a couple days if everyone had, the, had right. their own car so but, it
1: ends up being a dollar a ride and so then when we left Barcelona we didn't treat ourselves with the taxi but that's okay because we really wanted to see if we could get to the airport for one euro
0: and and you can so we you, did you, it. you can hop on a metro station you can go down to um, the, the you know there's a few places that the, then the train goes um, to the airport from that, so it's pretty easy to do. So, yeah, you can get to and from the airport to anywhere in Barcelona for one euro if you want to do that. And it's, you know... It's it was pre- relatively easy. Relatively easy. So that's getting around. Of of course, also getting around, we did a ton of walking.
1: Yeah, and that was to make up for the ton of eating that we
0: did. Right. Exactly. And it's a
1: beautiful city to walk around. The only part that was a little tough was when we walked up to Park Guell. That got mountainous. It was like going straight up a hill, kind of like San Francisco. But other than that, it's pretty flat in Barcelona and super easy to walk everywhere.
0: Really easy. And this will dovetail right into kind of the areas, So we can tell you a little bit about the areas. And you can do some research on your own. Of course, this is going to be a brief overview. But um, Gracia is a, is a really cool neighborhood. It's, uh, it's an area that we stayed in. And so for us to walk down to... Basically, um, like down to the Rombor, down to the Gothic area, the, the beach, you know, the whatever. cathedral, whatever. You're talking about a 35 minute walk, so it's almost eh, like about two miles. Um, but Gracia is awesome, and it's 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 a neighborhood. It's a very neighborhoody feel. Tons of cafes, tons of young families, stuff like that. Just a really it's a really cool, like, vibe. hip,
1: cool place to stay. It has amazing restaurants there, great coffee shops, a really cool culture. Area that you can, I can really feel like you live in the city and become a local there.
0: Yeah, and that's about as far north as you're as, as you're probably going to stay if you're just coming through as a tourist. Is, is Gracia up uh, that way? Then as you go south, you get into um, Ixampla or what is I thought it, it looks like example. Okay, if you're like reading <laughs> English, but it's Ixampla and it, that's the extension. That's the name. That's what it means in Spanish. So it's the extension of the old city. So after they built. The old city. When they wanted to build the new city, they they built this extension area, and it's very gridded out. It's really wide boulevards. It's uh, beautiful. beautiful.
1: It's very beautiful. So you could definitely stay in that area, and in both of these neighborhoods, I mean, there might be hotels, but more likely it's a place you're going to rent an apartment because they're neighborhoody. So it. it is that how you say e- it? E- Chample, e Chample yeah. is, um, probably. I don't know what the prices are for apartments there, but it does seem a little more upscale, a little posh. You're and also closer you're to also the closer. city. Yeah, you're
0: a good, you know, ten minutes closer.
1: So either way, both would be great neighborhoods to stay in.
0: Yeah, and and we got an apartment. Just to give you a little rough estimate of nine. It was like ninety U.S. dollars a night. Um, it was a one bedroom place, but it had a huge balcony. You know, you're looking, you could find stuff if you're getting a whole apartment, like a one bedroom, you could find stuff probably in Barcelona. Give you a rough estimate, 70 to 110, 120. Like just, you know, obviously it's going to run the gamut, but lots of Airbnb options and lots of apartment options there. And then, of course, as you go further south, you could stay in in the Gothic area, the Bourne. Um, you know, then you're right around the cathedral area. It's
1: it's the oldest part of the city, so this is where you feel like you're in Europe. You know, you have the pedestrian cobblestone streets and it's all the old buildings in the cathedral. So it's really beautiful, and I would I would recommend staying there. It's very touristy though, so if you are going to be there for a, a longer stay, it was nice to stay in in the neighborhoods. Yeah,
0: and just to give you a little more of a suggestion on the. On what would be the east side of La Rambla, Las Ramblas, which is the road that goes, you know, basically down, um, is like the Bourne and, and the Gothic area. And then on the other side is called uh, the Raval. And the Raval is a bit grittier and Bohemian, which also means a little less safe. So that you might be able to find some cheaper stuff in. And, you know, you could stay there, but I would maybe shy away from especially if you have families or, or you want something a little nicer maybe shy away from the plenty plenty safe enough to walk through during the day tons of restaurants and stuff like that but you might not want to stay there you know pickpockets and stuff like that and then as you go then you you go through there and you basically hit the beach and it's Barceloneta, which is like right there on the beach but those are some really small apartments too and we didn't spend that much time in there because it was january and the weather wasn't that nice yes so but that gives you an idea of some lots of, the
1: areas. of cool areas to stay in barcelona
0: yeah, and one of your favorite places, Heath, was in the Gothic area, if you are looking to look, to just give you a landmark, there's a place called Swit, S-W-I-I-T, Ice Cream, and that was a cool little like four-block area right in the Gothic area that we were walking through like, yeah. this is beautiful. It
1: was really cool. There weren't any tourists around. Now, again, in the summer, maybe there would be more, but there wasn't anyone around there. It felt local. It felt like the neighborhood feel of the northern neighborhoods. And it had, like, tons of graffiti on the walls, but not in, like, a a dangerous way. It didn't feel, like, too dangerous to stay there. It felt really cute and nice and with lots of little shops and restaurants. And it was pedestrian only. So, you know, there weren't cars, so it would be quiet to stay there. And it just seemed really cool. And then you'd be really close to the Gothic. I mean, it's in the Gothic, but... To the touristy parts, and then to the beach because it was really. So
0: it just depends what you want there, but that gives you a little bit of overview. I did a lot of research on the neighborhoods, as did Heather, because we were walking through all of them. So that gives you an idea of depending on what you want, maybe where to um, where to stay there. And Barcelona does have more restaurants per capita than any city in Europe. So I mean, you're getting there's tons of little little places, including a very small place that we're going to mention when we get to the drinking part. But we're not there yet because we're going to talk first about eating and. Again, in the name of research, we ate
1: a lot and we went to so many different restaurants. In fact, I split them up yeah. <laughs> into genres of food because... We
0: went to that many restaurants we went to that many restaurants. And
1: believe it or not, we ate at three or four different pizza places and I know we're in Spain and we're not in Italy, but Barcelona has some yeah. really
0: good pizza. Barcelona's pizza game was pretty on point. There's a place called Nap and they have two two different places. One in Barceloneta and one in the Bourne. And it's a it's a brick oven pizza place. It's affordable. They have a great lunch special. I think it's like, what, seven euro fifty for a bruschetta and, and, a, and a margarita
1: pizza and a
0: margarita pizza and a drink. So really cheap. You know, none of the margarita or none of the pizzas were more than, I think, nine euro. It's quick. It's brick oven. It's good. It's the,
1: you know, it's, so good. I loved it. I I went, I had been sick actually, and it was the next day and Travis was like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, I don't want to eat anything crazy. I just want like a normal pizza. And that's yeah. what I got. And so it was awesome. I mean, it,
0: it will probably not be the best pizza you ever, ever have, but it's a very, very good pizza. Pizza, so you can go there another place in the revolve you want to even quicker cheaper <laughs> dirtier i'm not gonna say dirty it's like in about dirty but i just mean like quick and dirty yeah. like you go in you grab a slice right. they do slices this place called pizza circus
1: these pizzas are humongous huge. the slices are huge i mean i don't know if i could have eaten two slices
0: i mean you all know we like to eat yeah and two slices we shared Two slices. If I had to do two slices on my own, I would I'd be feeling you have it. to
1: be very hungry in order to do that. But you can also, if you're there with a group, you can order a whole pie. Yeah. Which would feed a million. But you could get it. And it wasn't I mean it's cheap. And yeah, two dollars cool for spot. a slice,
0: two fifty for a slice, and a whole pie is like ten bucks. So yeah, a nice little cheap, um good place to go if you just want something, you know, you don't want to go fancy lunch. And then we found this other place up in Gracia. And this was—we ate here three times, and we—it was always just to get a little slice. And this place was great, and we just happened to go buy it. And I saw pizza again. I'm like, "We gotta do—we're doing pizza again." We gotta try it. Pizzeria Michaela, Michaela. Um,
1: it's more than just a pizza shop. It's It's also a a bakery, but predominantly they do pizza, and they have slices. It's open late. It's open until midnight, I think. Which is why
0: we did it so often. Which is why we did it so often
1: because, you know, the the schedule there is a little strange. So what we ended up doing is, even if we woke up early, which we didn't usually do, but even if we woke up at like 8 or 9, we would just wait until lunch and eat lunch, like a really big lunch. And then we would figure out if we would do it early dinner or a later dinner. And then sometimes, you know, we needed that snack, which in a lot of cases... Well, usually we're
0: doing a later dinner because places weren't open until 8 8 p.m. for dinner. They usually close at 3 p.m. for lunch and then... Open up like eight, maybe 7.30, yeah, but probably 8, eight and so, go to like 11 or midnight.
1: We went to Michaela's a lot. They had great slices of pizza there and also a cute bakery. Yeah, so. it's
0: a cute street right there in the Gracias. So like that's kind of like one of the little main streets there um, to walk down. And one of the other places, I'll give you another little tip, um, right past that, like a little bit past that right on the next square is a place called oh, the, that's the, right. the, Quick, the Quick Greek. Yeah and Heather didn't put this in our notes, so I have to do it from memory. I the forgot quick, the because quick Greek, it wasn't
1: written down the in the Quick creek.
0: and they have, for 1 Euro 80, an awesome Greek yogurt with honey and granola, which I got in the morning, um, you know, for, for a little breakfast, but you could get it, you know, at any time of the day, and it's, it's small, so it's just like a really quick little treat. I didn't get the Euro there because we just didn't have time, believe it or not, because we're going to tell you all the other places we ate. You'll see why. But uh, the Quick Greek... Yeah. Go and get the little Greek yogurt with honey and, and granola or fresh fruit. They do yeah. fresh fruit, too.
1: And if you're hungry for a sandwich, we have another category that's just sandwich shops. Because believe it or not, I I mean, I wouldn't think of Barcelona as having like so many great sandwich shops, but they have a lot of good Sandwich shop. Yeah, and I'm and we, not even talking about like the traditional bocadilla, which is just like a really nice kind of baguette with meat and cheese in it. I'm talking about real sandwiches. Yeah, shops.
0: like artisanal sandwiches. So we'll stay in the Gracia here and um, we'll go to Chivuyo's. C-H-I-V-U-O, sorry, I might be pronounced right, Chivuos, which the first night we went there, and this was my favorite spot in Barcelona. So they, they do have multiple it's... locations, which we found out later, which had we known before, <laughs> we might have hit, hit it up more than twice, um, but it's, it's just a really cool little, sa- they have like seven sandwiches, burger, chicken sandwich, stuff like that, and then um, like seven taps of craft beer.
1: Yeah, it it's a great spot. I mean, the 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 whole inside of it's really trendy and cool, and it has like a mural on the wall, and so the interior design is really on point. But yeah, it's called like slow food. Slow they do
0: street food and craft slow beer. Slow street food.
1: So they did like a pulled pork sandwich, Bang. amazing. A chicken sandwich, amazing. You got the burger one time was also really good. very
0: good, good. but. To me, I think, but stole the show. I mean, the sandwiches were like <laughs> nines out of tens. Yeah. This was a 10 out of 10.
1: The potatoes.
0: They're potatoes. So, <laughs> you know, one of the things you have to eat um, in Spain, but especially in Barcelona, patatas bravas, which is just like fried chunky potato. fried potatoes. But the uh, the potatoes that we got at Chivuyos were maybe well that and the other sandwich shop had really good potatoes totally different but go to chavullo's thank us it's cheap again i think it's eight euros for a sandwich and potatoes and then each craft beer was like three bucks and then their desserts are two euro fifty for like a nice little like dessert so i mean yeah and they
1: were cute they came in a little jar yeah
0: cool great spot my favorite spot in barcelona
1: yeah, and not that expensive either. Did you no, say that?
0: I did. I just yeah. ran through all the prices. Oh, sorry. Um, so, yes. <laughs> I
1: was reading through my notes. She was
0: reading through her notes. <laughs> oh, caught so handed that's Chivuio's, Um Another sandwich shop, Folk eoli. F-O-C, space, I, space, O-L-I. This will be in... A, <laughs> okay, this will be in our show notes, so I won't spell everything out. Um, Refrain
1: you, from spelling... Trav loves to spell <laughs> things out. He's always, E P O P.
0: I know. Sorry, I just spelled <laughs> no, no. it. Out. No need to apologize. Great no to apologize. sandwich shop as well. Um, I went the first day without Heather because she was sick, and I got there recommended like house sandwich. What they call it? The the, the Chevali or something Basically like that. Basically, had was
1: like, a ton of meat.
0: It was like steak and bacon. It was a bunch of meat. It was really awesome. <laughs> it was like a heart. No wonder attack. he
1: got it without me because that's not usually my. Forte, but he talked about it so much in the subsequent days that we, of course, had to go back, like our last day in Barcelona, and it was good. I
0: really liked it. And they made really thin-cut potatoes, so different from Chavullo's, but just as good. So, Focchioli and Chavullo's, two really good places to go for sandwiches. Uh, Chavullo's has a benefit of having, like, craft beer, but just cool little spots, both small. Um, You know, like, Focchioli had, like, seven seats at the bar, but... You know, you just pop in, pop in yeah. and and both are open, Um, you know, from noon to about three and then I think from eight to about midnight. Yeah,
1: and the Chuvios the was the original one is in Gracia, but then didn't we find the second one is actually close to Focchioli,
0: Close it? to Focchioli yeah. in the Echampla and then there's another one somewhere else, maybe down in the Bourne. So yeah, Chuvios, you can find that. And but, then there was one yeah, summer shop that we went to. Down on the beach.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you after going to those two places still need another sandwich on another day, there's Bow to B, Bow to B, Bow to B, and Trav liked this a little bit more than me. Cheap. It was very cheap, but it also was annoying to me because there's a lot of hype involved in it. And there's like always a line, so you have to line up outside, and it's kind of like being in the soup Nazi in Seinfeld, where they like. Won't even let you enter the restaurant, which is very small. It's a bit stressful. It's stressful. I was like stressed out. And they were like yelling at us when we went to enter the shop because we thought like if we were getting takeaway, we could just go in. Anyway, it was a little bit crazy. We then decided to sit down inside. We ordered a sandwich. It's huge. Yeah, four euros
0: for a huge grilled chicken bocadilla that we split and fed both of us yes
1: and the, and again the potatoes potatoes bravos were very good but the, i mean it wasn't my favorite i would much rather go back to one of the first two sandwich places before i would go here but yeah
0: I, it's it's right down by the beach it's down by the beach it's, the it's beach. very popular with backpackers and younger people because it is really it's that cheap. cheap i mean for 750 we both ate um it, it was, and it was good, yeah, and it was good, it's just, but yeah, you gotta be prepared to wait, um so Bodaby, um there you go, decent, cheap lunch and, and it's huge, so um, sandwiches, didn't think we'd be talking about pizza <laughs> and sandwiches to start off with Barcelona, um episode, but we're gonna but, end
1: it with the tapas
0: yeah. We are. We're going to end it. But before we get to the top, us, we got to talk oh, about the lunch specials. what you have as miscellaneous slash oh, yes. Spanish. Sorry. And <laughs> the miscellaneous, I guess, would be this Indian restaurant that we went to called Tali. Again, a good Indian food. Here's a, here's a cool trick that we learned. And, and it's for all of Europe. Not not all of Europe, but some cities in Europe, but it's, it, they have it in Barcelona. It's an app called Fork. Um, So it's called El Tenidor in Spanish, which means the fork, but it's a which, it's fork app. And they give of you. Of course, Trav is excited about this. Yeah, because they give you great deals. <laughs> so basically, what you do, you get on, and you can see all these places that have special. It's like it's a reservation system, like it, like Open Table. And so you, so you reserve times. But what they do is, when restaurants want you to come in, they'll say like forty percent. Like at Fork, we got forty percent. Or um, excuse me, Tali, forty percent off our entire bill if we. You know, if we came in from like eight to nine, if we booked a table between eight to nine, because I guess they d- don't have a lot of people. So we come in, all you do is book on this app. They know your reservation. They know that you're getting the deal because it says it. You know, it sends them a little email. You don't have to do anything, you don't have to hand them a coupon. Um, it just worked for us. So it's a great app, and you can get some really killer deals on some good places. So check out Fork and just see what they have as specials. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, we didn't really know about it toward, until the end of our trip, know, but we did use it nights. at Tali. And if you go here, it's a very cute Indian place. But beware, the curry is actually very spicy. Oh, a lot of other people yes. say in Spain that when you try to get Indian curry, they don't put a lot of um, hot spice in it. But at this place they do. So just like don't over don't ask for extra like hotness because it's hot.
0: If you get the madras and they say like picante, which is spicy, it's it's yeah, like I, it was too spicy really for me it, and yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then they have one that's muy picante. <laughs> Don't do the moifu Anyway,
1: um, it's good, but be careful with the, the yeah, hot be spice Tali, factor. Pretty good,
0: pretty good Indian place. Um, and then this is a Spanish place that we went to. And I really like this place. I think this is one of the best lunch deals in Spain. So a lot of restaurants do a menu of the day, which is cool. Uh, it usually runs between 10 and 19 euros. And it's You know, three courses. So you get a starter, like with a soup, then you get an entree, and then you get dessert. And this place was pretty highly rated, and we we went to it, and we did it um, for lunch one day. And it was called Restaurant Petra. It's more or less it's a pretty locals joint. Um, A few in the know tourists, but it's it's pretty local.
1: Yeah, and it's in a really cool spot because you walk up and it's like in the shadow of Santa Maria Basilica. So.
0: In the Bourne. In
1: the Bourne area. So it's a really cool spot. And then you just kind of walk in and it's like kind of dark inside and cozy. And you wouldn't really... doesn't seem like much from the outside. You would easily walk past it and not like want to go in because there's... It's not like that enticing window scene as you walk No, it's not
0: for tourists. No, not it's, really. That's why I say like in the no tourists yeah. or locals because we went right. in there and everyone else was speaking Spanish yeah.
1: but us. So the anyway. waiters knew English. Right. But. Yeah. But it was really good. The food was was delicious. Trev loved what he got.
0: Yeah. So here's how I, I like because they give you choices as well. So here's a cool thing. A few cool things they do in Petra. I'm going to geek out for a second. They give you and you have a choice of a little menu, which is just a soup Oh, so they give you... Most of these menu of the days might give you a drink as well. So like this a, little menu is €7.50. I mean, that's like nothing, right? They give you a, a drink. So whether you want you know soda or wine, uh, we got the wine. They give you an entree and they give you a soup for €7.50. Now, you don't get to pick, right? It's whatever entree they, they have for that day. But they tell you what it is. So that's like really cheap. Yeah,
1: really. And it's like a small portion, but not too small. Uh, like, you I could-
0: saw someone eating those sausages. They were... Pretty big. It
1: wasn't a smaller portion than normal. I just mean it's a smaller lunch, as you're saying, right?
0: Because then the next step up, the bigger lunch, twelve fifty, and you get the choice of a drink. But then you get to choose your
1: between a few appetizer. There's like three choices.
0: Choose between three or four choices of your entree, and you get a dessert, and that's twelve fifty. That's what we did, and that's still a great deal. Or you could go à la carte, and they have like pretty cheap prices on that. So just a, a cool, quintessential Barcelona Spanish spot with a really cheap lunch menu. I mean, you can't really go wrong. And after you go there. I did a little research, found Heather a nice little coffee shop.
1: There was a good coffee shop that was called Cafe El Magnifico.
0: The Magnificent Cafe. Right. Oops, Spanish, learning.
1: (laughs) Which was really good. I mean, they have, it's, it's really crazy in there. They have some coffee equipment that I don't even know what to do with it. I mean, they have any, any type, like you can get the AeroPress, you can get a French press, you can get, um, obviously espresso, you can get a i'm sorry i'm blanking (laughs) you can get anything you you want that has to do with
0: coffee
1: anything you want you can pick any bean you want it's really like overwhelming when you go in there i just simply got a cappuccino but it was a very well done cappuccino and i sat with it outside and it was beautiful the sun was shining and i looked at the basilica as i was sipping my coffee and it's a great spot
0: that's what you're gonna do one of your lunches in barcelona you're gonna go to petra and then you're gonna go get that coffee um Moving on to the tapas, right? Because tapas are obviously pretty popular in Spain and and a cool little thing to do. We're going to save the best for last. So I'm going to jump here in the notes a little hat, But we got La Flauta or La Flauta 2, which was a recommendation from a listener. So thank you for that. He said that was the best meal he had had in 2016 when we did our best meals episode. He responded to that was his. So appreciate that. We checked out. Good. Definitely, definitely a good place. Um, Yep.
1: Really nice tapas. Good wine. Um, great wine. Great wine that we had there. And, and the 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 bartender at the original Flotta, not the second one, um, the, he was really funny. He'd been working there for a long time. He spoke English. He was like kind of picking on me at first, which made me feel a little disconcerted. But he was really just being super friendly, actually recommended a better wine than the one I had. Thought to order and it was like the same price, so it was just a cool experience. We sat at the bar, and what really sealed the yeah, deal, yeah, the kicker
0: were the desserts. The desserts. So the tapas, were, mean, the tapas, were good. the The wine was also good. The desserts were the best desserts we had in Barcelona the whole time. Yes, yeah, um, so good. So they got uh, the Torriero or something like that. Whatever. The the one dessert that starts with the T. O R R I'm smelling because I don't know. T O R E J A maybe. Um get that. It was what, like a cake.
1: No, it wasn't. Describe it was it. like kind of like a, a dump not a dumpling, but like a deep fried bread.
0: Yes. That's a good yes. Deep fried bread. With we ice, cream. The ice cream. And like and... stuff in the middle. Yeah. It was awesome. It was great. So go get the desserts there at La La Flauta. Um, and it's open late, closed at like midnight or one. But
1: it's also open throughout the day, right? It's one of those ones that's open for lunch. Yeah, they and... do different
0: menus, but yes, it's open throughout the day. So if you're like, if it's 5 p.m. and you're like, uh-oh, everything else is closed, you can definitely head there. Um, The place that you need to head, the best restaurant in Barcelona that, that we went to, but probably the best. It's rated number two on TripAdvisor, which funny story, we had no idea because it was within uh, five storefronts of this random apartment we were staying at. Yeah. And I mean, the only,
1: the, f- the only reason I found it in the first place was that I would just, the first night we got to Barcelona it was like 7 PM and I started researching where to eat. I opened Google maps and I'm just typing in like tapas or restaurants, best restaurants. It comes up, we wander in the first night in Barcelona And we're like, yeah, we'd like a table for two. And he was like, do you have a reservation? And I said, no. And he's like, okay, well, I'm sorry, we're all full tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm thinking in my head, this must mean it's a really good spot. Why don't we get a reservation for the next night? And he's like, well, we don't have a reservation for for the the next night. And then I was like, well, when is your next available? And it was like two and a half weeks later. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, we're not even going to
0: be here for two and a half weeks. We really that wanted to come in. That was the beginning of the love affair with Paco. Yeah. Because he was really cute then. And he said, all right, well, you know, give me your email address. And if we have a cancellation, which I mean, there are maybe if I'm kind of f- 12 seats in there. Yeah. So, I, like you know. Like four it's, or
1: five tables. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: tiny. Um, And so we gave him an email and we did. We got an email that we could come in and we went there. We didn't know at that point that one of the reasons it's so popular is then we looked on TripAdvisor and it was it's number, number two, two in all Barcelona. So I actually went in and talked to him a little bit after that. I'm not going to tell a story but I was just like in my Spanish like I I didn't... Thanks for getting us in. I didn't realize that you were number two. He's like, oh, yeah, we're just a humble little place. It's so small. We we didn't know we'd get this popular either. It's great, but it's crazy. But listen,
1: it was the best meal I've eaten in a long time. If you listen to our other... Did we give the
0: name of the restaurant yet? It's called Blavis. (laughs) B-L-A-V-I-S. Blavis. Blavis. You can... We did ask him. He said, you know, tell, tell people who are listening if they want to come. Please try to make a reservation. So you can make a reservation on Open Table... You can also email him directly and we'll put the email on the show notes because I don't remember what the email was. I don't know. You were emailed him. Do you remember yeah. what it is? But I don't you, remember. You can, but or you could go on their website and email them directly.
1: Yeah. And I would recommend, especially if you're going in the summer or something, to book it before you even get there. Yes. If you want to get in because like we were there in January and it was a two-week wait for this restaurant. So, so
0: let's tell you what to order at Blavis because you're going to make a reservation. You're going to go. Um, there really is nothing wrong. You cannot go wrong with Blavis. No, you cannot. They make an awesome tomato bread. So it's basically just bread that then they oh, rub so oil good. and tomato over. We ordered about seven different tapas. It cost us about... I think when all of a sudden done, it cost us about 60 euros. But I also
1: um, got... We got three glasses of wine. You
0: got three glasses of wine because you drank mine. (laughs) Um, Heather got three (laughs) glasses of wine. They were about about four euros each. Each of the tapas run between like three euros and ten euros, so nothing is exceedingly expensive. But um, it's just really, really good food. Some of the places that we got uh, give give some of the recommendations. I mean, some of the things we got because they have what they do is they have about fifteen things they always have or ten things they always have, and they have about ten things that they that then they change
1: right The one of my favorite things we got was the eggplant carpaccio banging oh my gosh it was so 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 good we didn't even bother with the patatas bravas because we wanted to save room for like you know things that we couldn't get other places we had um the salmon tataki awesome amazing
0: the vietnamese sandwich
1: awesome so good Uh, I, I don't really, know if that was my favorite or not. I think the Eggland Carpaccio was, though.
0: I, I also like, this was a seasonal thing, the black pudding with apple jam. You didn't love it no, so much. I
1: didn't even try it. But it was it. like Gross. a
0: deep-fried black pudding Ew. egg roll. Very good. <laughs> Point is, you're not going to go wrong at Blavis. Those are a few of our um, favorites. Make a reservation, head there. You will not... Um, you will not be disappointed. You
1: will not regret it. It either. is
0: it is so good. And Heather may be there. Maybe maybe Heather will be married. Going
1: to move in to so that, mo- that apartment. She'll and- move into that <laughs> tiny
0: little twelve person restaurant, and she'll be helping Popka. The food is that good. It <laughs> is amazing. And uh, and with food, of course, comes drinks. So we're going to give you a few of our favorite places to drink. Barcelona surprisingly pretty cool craft beer scene.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they, they have wine bars too, but we didn't go to any just because there were so many good craft beer places. And then with any anywhere you go has wine, obviously, and it's so cheap. That you just get like a two or three euro glass of wine with your lunch or your dinner. So right. It wasn't
0: like we went anywhere special for one. We just drank wine with meals because it was right. two, three, three dollars. But with with beer, um, I did a lot of research with, with the craft beer scene. So I thought this would be kind of cool. Uh, Chavullos, as we mentioned, pretty decent craft beer. There's a place called Beer Cab. And this is the best craft beer. It's like the craft beer mecca of Barcelona, probably of Spain. Uh, They have tons and tons of bottles. I stumbled in on a day where they just happened one day a year to get these amazing bottles in from America that you couldn't Imagine
1: even... my jealousy because this is the one day that, that I was sick. sick.
0: Yeah. If you're a beer nerd, this will mean something to you. If you're not, it won't. But really quickly, they had... Hetty Topper. They had Sip of Sunshine, my favorite beer in the world. They had Trillium there. They had basically the 10 hardest beers to get in the U.S. All Which at this beer place.
1: Unbelievable. That Trav just happens upon it. I mean, is he the luckiest person yeah. in the so, world or in, at least in Barcelona in that day? In the name day? of
0: research, I uh, I drank about four or five of those <laughs> that night. They also have 15 taps there. So beer cab, really cool. Uh, there's another place called cerveceria Uh, Cerveceria? Cerveceria means brewery, bar, or whatever. La Mesa Petita, which means the smallest bar. Okay. I don't know why it took me that long to get it. It means the smallest (laughs) bar. Cool story about this place. It's small. It's small. It has a seven-person limit. Okay, so technically only seven people are allowed inside, but they have eight beers on draft. So they've got, their whole thing is we have more beers on draft than we do, than we're allowed people to have in this little bar. But
1: they do allow more than seven people in. Um. it's But we went there. We happened to be the only two people there because it was like a weeknight in January at like 8 or 9 p.m. And we had some other beer, which was really cool. It was fun. I mean, the beer was good.
0: Yeah, it was good. So they had their own brewery called Rot Rotpanot. And uh, their 2014 IPA was was pretty good. We also went to a place that's right down by the beach. This is a great spot if you're spending time at the beach or or whatever. If you're down there, at the
1: museum, there's the Catalonia Museum.
0: Right, right. It's there.
1: right next to that museum.
0: Yeah, it's called the Black Lab Brew House, and um, it's they have I don't know, maybe twelve of their own beers, ten of their own beers of their Black Lab beers. The Claudia IPA was there. That's I think their mainstay. Really good. And then they had a double IPA.
1: Yeah, the Peg and All.
0: All. All. Yeah, the Peg and All was a double IPA. They were fantastic. So yeah, they, really
1: good. And they have food too, but again, we didn't eat there. We just drank.
0: And it's a big spot with like a bunch of outdoor seating too. So it's like a, a it's way big. It's probably twelve times the size of La Mace Petita, the smallest bar. Because yeah, they could fit a hundred yeah. people there. Um. So yeah, that drinking pretty cool. Um. There's that's the craft beer scene. There is another brewery or another bar.
1: Well, no, but their brewery garage it was it garage oh, brewery. Oh, how did we forget about that? The garage I don't know. brewery.
0: So in a Champlà, there's basically an area if you're into craft beer that they call Beer, beer Champlà now, and it's like just. Beer cabs there, a Shavee Shuv- Rose is there. There's a McKellar place there, and there and Garage is right there as well. It's actually around the corner from La Flauta, and Garage Brewing has a has a good IPA as yeah, well. It's their one of the beer bigger. Is good. Yeah, it's a sweet spot.
1: Yeah, Garage is a really cool brewery. Definitely, definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of the place right by Black Lab. It's not a brewery per se. It's called um, El Vaso uh, Vaso de Oro, which means the golden. Uh, Oh, uh, no, I forgot. The Golden <laughs> Glass. My Spanish, two weeks, and it's already rusty. I've also do De Oro. It's like... It's a local spot. This is a local spot. But they have, like, beer there, and it's funny, and they serve it in Steins, and the guys are dressed in, like, captain's outfits, uh, like, ship captain's outfits. It's very, very local. They're nice, but it just go there for the experience, if you're right down there, you the could pop it. The beer
1: wasn't exceptional. No, it's nothing but, exceptional, but, but it's, it's a, a funny cool, little bar. a cool local spot.
0: Yeah. So, check that out. That... Tons of places to drink, especially for craft beer. If you're into that, uh, you'll really enjoy Barcelona.
1: And moving on to one of my favorite things to drink. No, not wine. No, not beer.
0: Those are your two other favorite things to drink. <laughs> but
1: coffee. So we went to a few different cafes around Barcelona, but three were my favorite. And the first one, Trav really disliked.
0: I Yes. I didn't like the vibe. I, I, there was construction going on outside, so it wasn't that pretty of a street. That's not their fault. I didn't like the setup, and the hot chocolate was garbage. But Heather said she got the best coffee she had there.
1: So it's called Slow Moff, and I really like the design inside of it. It's really cool, like this big open space. And the coffee was exceptional. It was really good. It was... The best coffee I had in Barcelona, and I don't know what was going on with the hot chocolate. I tasted the hot chocolate. It wasn't the best, but it was more like a bitter... I didn't like it. Chocolate. It's not I like didn't a like sweet chocolate. I was chocolate. disappointed.
0: I got it twice too. Yeah. Eh. But
1: anyway, the coffee there was amazing. I had a flat white both times, and it was very, very good.
0: Yeah. And and you said your favorite, which hey, if you like coffee, yeah. definitely check it out. Um, yeah. the next place. I mean, you might as well take these because you're the coffee drinker. Sure.
1: The next place is going to be an overall crowd pleaser, and that is Ona Cafe. O N N A. Now I'm spelling things out. And this is super well known. It was always busy whenever we were in there. Right
0: in the bottom of the Gracia.
1: Right in the bottom of the Gracia. So really cool spot. They have great coffee. They have nice like things to eat. Like, you know, it's like a little bakery cafe. You can also get bocadillas, little sandwiches and stuff like that. So definitely recommend checking out Ona. Um, Slomov is maybe the coffee's a little better, but they also don't have anything to eat. So don't go there hungry. And then the third place is a new place called Roast um, Roast Coffee Club. It's only been open about four months as of January 2016. 2017, sorry. And we went in there because I found them on Instagram. And it was really cute. The coffee was pretty good. The, they make little sandwiches and things like that, which were also good. Didn't like blow me away, but it's cute. The guy just opened it. And so it's really local, locally run and a nice way to support a small business.
0: Yeah. I liked it. He, It was a cool little spot. Um, From coffee, we're going to go into desserts really quickly. And the the sad part about this is that most of the desserts, <laughs> the gelato places were closed. Yeah, it was January. I didn't, and this was a shame. But I got to mention them because okay, I did so I much. I didn't
1: put them in the I notes. I did so but much gelato
0: um, research. did. They, they, I can't tell you from my own started experience. started
1: every day of trying to go to these gelato
0: places. I six times I tried to go to these gelato places and they're close. I'm going to name them. I can't tell you which is better. I mean, I did a lot of research and they're all highly rated. Um, Della Creme was a place that I would highly recommend. Uh, A reader of ours actually said Gelateria de de Mario right there behind the cathedral was so good that when she walked out, she was in, what did she say? A gelato coma as she was eating it. She almost ran into people. That's how good it was. (laughs) So um, I want to try that out. That was closed. SWIT, which we've mentioned already, S-W-I-I-T, um, cool little area. That was closed. But at least they had a sign up saying they were closed of February. These other places were closed like you, and I you, didn't you know had no
1: idea if they if were, closed were for, like, coming the season. back ever.
0: Yeah. And then there was another place that was open and I missed my chance and didn't get it. And then when I went back... They were closed called Mana Gelato, and that's right by the cathedral as well. So, you've got four gelato places to try right there. I can't tell you which is the best. I'll have to go back and try them out. But I did get to one place called Amarino, uh, right off La Rambla. Pricey, about four bucks. It was pretty good. But I think these other four that I didn't go to—I mean, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe you know, like maybe. I just really want to get them. You do obsess
1: over things a so little those, bit.
0: So those four places check out for gelato. Let me know how they are, and I will throw in. I'm surprised how didn't put this in the note because we got some awesome donuts at this place <gasps> oh my this gosh this is called boldu i can't believe i forgot about this neither. place this because we
1: didn't write it down that's why
0: well boldu <laughs> amazing amazing donuts at this bakery right below avenue um the avenue diagonal in la um a we went twice the donuts are awesome They make little donut holes i think they're like yeah. less than a euro each there's so, i mean so we
1: went so many times we went two times but each time we just got like the little donuts and yeah they were delicious they are
0: delicious so had the do and and listen i think the gelato places were just closed cuz it was january i'm Probably, hoping yeah. so if you're there any other time um check check those out and google google will tell you they're open but uh, they won't be if it's january um on to the activities and what to do other in barcelona other than
1: eating and drinking other than eating and drinking <laughs> well here's
0: here's the thing i said this to Heath a lot barcelona to me feels like a lifestyle city it's a great place to live it's a great place to visit as well but it doesn't have as many touristy like things to do, like you go to Paris, you go to the Louvre, you go to Eiffel Tower, you go in the Notre Dame. You you have all these things like to go to these tourist spots.
1: Yeah, pretty, Barcelona pretty famous much. things. I mean, yes, other than the the Gaudi, 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 Gaudi. Um, other than his you know famous architecture and a few museums, it's it's not like when we went to Madrid. I I felt like okay, there's all these plazas that I want to go to. There's all these museums that I want to go to, and and I was really excited for that. But in, in Barcelona, it's not that it's lacking. It's not at all because it's an amazing city. But you do feel more like it's like Travis saying, more of a, a lifestyle city. And plus, unless you're in that one area, the Gothic area, it feels new. It doesn't feel like an old, old city.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, lifestyle cities are fine by me. It's great. You spend your time eating and drinking. There is a little bit to see, though. Uh, the Gaudi Museum, uh, you know, he has, you can do Gaudi walking tours, which we actually didn't do, and this would be cool. Um, believe it or not, in nine days, we didn't do a single walking tour. Even but we kept
1: meaning to. Every day
0: we wanted to. It just didn't fit into our eating schedule. Um, <laughs> so you could do a Gaudi walk tour, see all the houses he built throughout the city. Obviously, um, the uh, Familia. Sagrada, Sagrada Familia, Familia. Uh the huge church there. We actually didn't pay to go in. We just hung out around the outside. Again, I'd, I it could be cool to go in. you probably should. We just decided not yeah, to. It was
1: such a beautiful day, it was really sunny. So we I mean we did experience like how beautiful it was on the outside and we walked around it. And it, it's definitely I mean it, you can't go to Barcelona and not see that. Obviously, right, you like you have should walk to, to it,
0: you should you should get pictures in front of it. You should probably go in. Well, again, we didn't. It was twenty euros. We wanted to go eat and drink more, so we <laughs> didn't. Okay, you know, don't kill us over that.
1: Whatever, but we did go to Parkwell.
0: Parkwell, yeah,
1: and that is like this very strange housing project. Yeah, in the north of the city. That Gaudi and his architecture entrepreneurial friend wanted to build like a elite housing development development, back in the like early 1900s or late 1800s.
0: And they built two. And they built two,
1: and it didn't really take take off. off. But you can still go, and you can see Gaudi's house that he lived in for quite a few years, which is really beautiful and cool. And there's a little museum in there, which you pay separately for. But the weird part about Parkwell, which Trav and I really couldn't wrap our minds around, is that... You pay for a ticket to go in and see, like, these other two houses in this big, like, viewing area. Yeah,
0: like, the front gate, basically, has these two towers that are, like, supposed to be, you know, the the entrance to this housing development.
1: But... But you you go up and you get your ticket and then you have to wait for a time slot. Like they curate it in such an odd way to get in to see this one area of the park. It was just kind of annoying. We had to wait like an hour and a half to do it. So maybe if you book your tickets online and like pick your time slot, I don't. I think that's possible. Yeah. That would be better so that you're prepared to to go when your time slot is. It was
0: just different. I mean, if you yeah. see the pictures of Park Gwell, it it's different than what we thought. We thought like it was going to be this magical little like Smurf place because this stuff is kind of uh crazy and weird and you see the two towers in the front at, like the entrance You're like oh there's gonna be a bunch of these little places around and no there's his house and then I don't even know where the other uh, house is and so
1: I it's actually just, it's, it's it's a little strange I enjoyed going to the museum that was his house more and that's his whole separate thing and it was only like I think seven euros to do that yeah so you know you don't have to do both I liked the museum more than I liked the little park area which costs I think 20 euros each to go in
0: no, it costs eight. Oh. Eight each to go in. Oh. And, um, and seven to go in the museum. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, that's Parkwell. So, that's Gaudi. Um, another cool walking tour, why we're on it. Again, we didn't do this either, but I, I wanted to. So, that's enough for me to recommend it because uh, it sounded really cool. The street art walking tour. They do this twice a day, one through the Bourne neighborhood, one through the Raval. And it's like they're taking you through all the graffiti. Barcelona has a ton of graffiti and ton of murals. So, that would be a really cool outside of the box, not like just your typical walking tour to see the site. So check that out. Um, It's just, we'll link it in the show notes, but it's a street art walking tour. Uh, You know, Barcelona is some of the coolest things. We're wandering through the neighborhood. So like we mentioned, wandering through the Gracia neighborhood. You should spend half a day at least doing that, wandering, checking out the cafes, going to the little squares, eating, drinking, eating again, (laughs) drinking. (laughs) Uh, You can do that through the Gracia neighborhood. You can do that through the Gothic neighborhood
1: so many cathedrals there I mean the main Barcelona Cathedral is there which is really beautiful lots of old buildings and little like like because it's a lot of it's pedestrian only you can wander around in there for hours and find like weird not weird but interesting little places where there's like a stone bridge connecting some buildings or like a little square that you don't even know existed I mean it's really cool in that area I' um, also another thing to do a lot of it is kind of um, some of those are in the old city. Is the the different plazas, the different like squares? They have them all over the city, and they have a lot in Gracia as well, such as like the Plaza del Sol, I believe, like the Sun Sun Plaza, Plaza which is
0: in Gracia. But the the one that you really liked, which is right down as you're getting to the beach. The, uh, the Royal Plaza. The Royal pa- Plaza. Plaza Real.
1: Plaza Real. It, it was stunning. I mean, you walk in and it's a really big plaza and it has lots of restaurants around it. But it also had like the cool palm trees and this huge fountain in the middle. So it was really dramatic. And the sun was coming in at just the right time. It was beautiful. I would definitely sit out there and have a drink and just enjoy the beautiful. Yeah, you
0: should lead, like yeah, lead the, the Spanish. The lifestyle. beauty of that, basically, that hang plaza. out in the plazas. I yeah, and just and just wander around. You can do the walking tours, like we say. You can just wander around on your own. That's kind of the, the fun of it all. Um, obviously, Las Ramblas. You know, going. You know, it's a long. It's, it's like a shopping. It's actually, street. I think, five avenues, like five rumbles that connect. But, you know, it just takes you down through the center of the city. So you just walk up and down that. People watch, always a favorite, stuff like that. One of the things that we did do, like an activity that you could do, and I highly recommend, is going up to the Olympic Stadium and Park. This is up on Mont- Montjuq, and you can... um you can obviously drive up there. You can actually catch a bus up there. You can you can take the funicular um, from the parallel the parallel metro stop. You take it to there, and then you take a funicular up, and then from there you can walk to the Olympic Stadium. It's like you know half a mile walk through this really leafy hilltop neighborhood of Barcelona.
1: It was a lot cooler than I thought it would be. I mean, Travis was kind of like, do you want to go up here? And he's like, we could hike up here. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to hike up there, but I'll take the funicular. And I'm really glad that I went with him because we've been to other Olympic parks and stadiums around the world. And this one was really not encouraging to me. What's the word I'm looking? Inspiring, I guess, because they've repurposed it in such a way that they still use all the facilities today, which is really
0: it's kept in awesome shape. It's in great so condition. So you go into the main stadium, which is which is cool just to see the track that they absolutely, all ran on. Absolutely. Um, you know, it takes some great pictures. It, it's right there. It's in a great spot. And then they have the pools right there, which, um, which if it's during the summer, you can actually go. It's a public pool and you can swim in. And apparently there are amazing views from there. But we couldn't go in because it wasn't summer.
1: Yeah. And like the stadium, actually, which I didn't know, was built, I think, in the 30s. So it's this beautiful old-style stadium on the outside, but then they did rehab it for the Olympics. Yeah, it was there. built when they
0: first tried to get the Olympic Games, I think in 1928 or whatever, in the in early 30s. And then when they got the Olympic Games, they redid it for 92, and they still use it for, for concerts and stuff like that. So it was really cool. And, the, and then on the on the side of it is the, the other arena. So it's all right up there. There's the other arena and these, these cool fountains and all these waterworks. It's just an awesome area that, that they still use that is really more than just the stadium. It's a, it's a whole complex. And it, it's, just a, it's just a cool place to walk around and take some amazing pictures and get great views of Barcelona. Yeah, the city. So
1: definitely would recommend it for someone who doesn't even love sports or the whole Olympic history. Yeah, Speaking cool.
0: speak of sports, the last thing that we'd recommend as an activity, if you are a soccer fan or a football fan, you can go to Camp Nou, which is Barcelona Stadium. Obviously, one of the Well, not obviously if you're not a a soccer fan, but one of the best soccer teams in the world, if not the best. I got tickets to that, I I paid. 40 euros and i was about five seats from the field um right on uh, right on midfield it was awesome to watch you know at this point they have Messi and neymar and suarez uh, you know some of the best players in the world so if you happen to be there during that time and you like sports or you're gonna feel like ah, i'd be you know this would be an experience it's a fun fun place to watch a game so head had to camp no
1: yeah and i mean we did mention this briefly before but go to the beach
0: yeah, so I mean, we were especially there
1: in, if it's this summer, we were there in
0: January, and that's why I think Barcelona is this lifestyle city because we are there nine days. I think at, at some point we got a little bored because it was just eating and drinking. Uh, not bored, but we we're like, all right, what are we going to do? So everything was planned around eating and drinking. But the great part about Barcelona is if the weather's nice and it's warm, well, what do you do in between that? You go and hang out on the beach. So the fact that you have amazing beaches right there amidst it all would make it way different if you were there. During you know the summer or 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 even even, the spring and early fall fall. because
1: there was one day that the temperature there was nice. I mean it was still cold but one day was almost sixty degrees Fahrenheit when we were there in January and and
0: people were still on the beach. Um, you know they weren't swimming obviously but they were on the beach and laying out on blankets in parkas, which was a bit odd to (laughs) see. But that would be a really cool thing to do. Just go to the beach, you know, during the day have a couple days just where your whole point is to just go to the beach and hang out. So, um. That's the things to do in Barcelona: wander around, eat, drink, go to the beach, see some sports, see the um, Olympic Stadium, and of course, see see Gaudi and and all his stuff, and maybe go into Sagrada Familia if you're unlike us. Um, <laughs> so, Hath, before we get out of here, we gotta give people our can't miss, our skip, and our wish we had done. So, drum roll, please, Chris. What is the one thing that people can't miss if they go to Barcelona?
1: So, for me, the thing that you can't miss is to wander around Gracia because I really liked this neighborhood. And then, of course, you have to end it with Blavis. You cannot miss Blavis. I going to
0: say, oh my gosh, if you didn't put that on, your can't yeah, miss. but I, that's
1: included in Gracia. I didn't want to just say a restaurant, but kind of like you can't miss this restaurant. But the whole area that that restaurant's in is cool.
0: Great choice. My can't miss is the Olympic Stadium on Montjuque. And we did this on our last full day there. We, I, I don't know why I kept putting off I'm a huge well, sports fan. To be
1: fair, you had to research a lot. It was kind of confusing figuring out how to get to the Olympic Stadium. it
0: was odd. There wasn't that good of directions, but now I can tell you take the metro to parallel and take the funicular and then walk to it or you could drive up to it. There's a bus that takes you like to it as well but it it wasn't i thought it'd be a bigger thing for people to do there wasn't even that many people up there when we went and saw no not really you know it's free uh that's what we didn't mention is the stadium and everything to get in is totally free too so you you walk in the stadium you wander around that's my can't miss for sure going to the 1992 barcelona olympic stadium on mont and it's a cool area to walk around as we mentioned anyway if that wasn't there but having the whole complex there is cool and heather loved it and she doesn't love sports as she said so yeah that, that's well right worth there. it. Uh, what is the one thing that you would say eh, people could skip this?
1: I would skip Parkwell. Me too. But I wouldn't skip the museum part, probably. Because it, 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 that's a separate thing, really.
0: Gowdy's House Museum? Okay. Yeah. I, I guess. I, I don't know. It's eight or you euros. Could skip both, it's eight I euros. Mean. Mine is Parkwell as well. It's eight euros, so it's not like it's going to break the bank. It's not that hard to get to, but it's a little far north. So. I wouldn't go out of my way if you had three days there and you're like, oh, man, how are we going to squeeze this in? Yeah, Don't I would bother skip it. In. I would if definitely skip it. If you're there for enough time, you could go. Um, all right. What's the one thing that you wish we had done in Barcelona?
1: Um, well, this is funny. I-, I wish we had done maybe more museums. I... Like the like the the, Catalonia, yeah, like the history of Catalonia. I mean, that might have been cool. I just wasn't feeling in the museum mood there, and because there aren't any,
0: we were in food comas the whole time. We were eating so much. We We were were. in
1: relaxed mode. Barcelona was very relaxing for us. We'd wanted it to be that way, so it was basically the exact vacation that we wanted. Um, But yeah, I think I couldn't really think of things I wish we'd done because we did so much. Yeah, I.
0: Funny because now I'm I'm thinking of a bunch just came into my head. Oh really? One was this street art walking tour, okay. which we wanted to do and we kept putting off. Uh, again, for like six days we were going to do it, and then we just kept not doing it because we were finding restaurants to go to. So that is one. So I'm going to I'll fill in a few since you can think of. Okay. That's one. Um, this is these two aren't really our fault. One, the beach. I wish we could go back and you know actually spend time on the beach and swim um that would happen if we went there when it was nicer weather so again not our fault and the other i wish i'd been able to get some gelato so i guess all that means (laughs) all that means is i have to come back in may and do it all over again so there you guys have it that is our barcelona destination diary everything we ate mostly uh drank did things to see where to stay i think we gave a pretty good overview of the of the um, and the neighborhoods, neighborhoods too, which definitely. is which is a big part of Barcelona because there is so many neighborhoods. It's so different. Um, so yeah, we hope you like that. If you did, let us know at Pack of Peanuts. You can tweet us, follow us on Instagram um, at Pack of Peanuts at Heather Sherry. Um, you know, check it out. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Heather's putting up a lot of cool stuff even when we're not traveling now. Throwback stuff and all that kind of pictures, so you can see all that kind of stuff. And if you want more e in your ears. E-pop in your ear. We've got a lot of Destination Diary episodes. This was the 19th one. The 18 ones that we've already done are Ireland. Paros. Santorini.
1: (laughs) Georgia, the country.
0: Chicago. New Orleans. Nashville. Japan. Cape Town.
1: Chiang Mai. Guatemala. Philadelphia. Portugal. Santiago de Compostela. Portland. Colorado. Croatia. And
0: India. And India. And if you guys are on... Um, social media, check out the hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt. We're buying drinks for people around the world. We explain it all. Just search on Instagram, EPOP, hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt. You'll get all the rules there. Uh, take us up on our offer to uh, buy you a drink somewhere around the world. We're always adding new places, so check that out. EPOP Scavenger Hunt, thank you guys for tuning in today. Thanks for the support. Big shout out to Tortuga Backpacks, our sponsor. You can use the promo code EPOP to get 10% off any order over Wait, at Tortuga Backpacks. How do you spell that? I specifically didn't spell it this time because <laughs> I always get crapped on. Epoch. That's Epop. That's That's all capital letters. Check that out, tortugabackpacks.com. And until next time.
1: Happy free travels.
0: Beth, are you going to stay with me or are you going with a guy Paco from Blop?
1: Well, if you could just learn how to cook.
0: I can't cook that well.
1: You could if you tried. I'll drive. never learn. You can.
0: Not that tomato bread. I'll show you very soon,